All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right guys i'd like to welcome you to monday morning edition to the rowdy maglide show and i'm on my way back from darlington south carolina and i got kyle back back from his race yesterday What's going on, Kyle? Hey, Rowdy. Uh, we both had a Dodge raindrops yesterday, but uh, we got we both got our races in. And uh, glad that I was able to go last night, and uh, you were able to watch the Southern 500. Um, you were in Darlington. I was in Sealands Grove last night. So, uh, yeah, we had the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media banner flying pretty good last night. Kyle, what a race. What a race, Doug. Eric Jones comes out of the middle of nowhere and wins that. And what a toss-up, shake-up in the points for the the playoffs. Chase Elliott goes out with a little problem. Kyle Barson, he battled problems with a car all night and still comes out with a a decent finish. The big story out of there was this weekend, we went from last weekend being cars being completely destroyed to this weekend, Kyle, motor problems for teams and fire. I think Kyle Busch breaking under caution with late in the race, that was a big turning point. Uh, I know like we were just talking uh, before we went on, on air, um, you know, Kyle probably had the best car. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Toyotas were good all night. Uh, Denny Hamlin was up there. Martin Truex Jr., even though he's not in the playoffs, he was up there. Um, you know, Eric Jones was running top five all night. So, uh, yeah, Eric Jones uh, win number 200 for the 43 car. Uh, you know, that's his first win with the organization. And that was Eric Jones' first cup win since, well, I think his last one was at Darlington Rowdy, um, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Um, 19, or I think it was the Southern 500 three years ago, wasn't it? It was 2019, Kyle. That was, uh, and, 2019, uh, yeah. and he said the biggest thing that he, the trophy meant something, but he's supposed to get a Richard Petty hat. And he, he was looking forward to getting the hat more than anything else. Yeah, you know, that's always a good story. Um, Eric Jones runs good to Darlington. I mean, I wasn't surprised that he won. Um, you know, they are not in the playoffs, but, you know, just going for trophies here and wins. So, yeah, good to see the 43 back in victory lane. Um, you know, Eric runs good there, so I'm not surprised. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, when I was, when I was at Sealands Grove last night, Rowdy, we were actually, I was, I was talking to somebody, we were actually following the race last night. 
think it was I think there was 90 laps to go, and it looked like Gibbs just had it had had full control of the race. Um, Kyle Busch was leading, Martin Truex Jr. was second, Danny Hamlin up there. I think Bubba Wallace was up in the top five for a while as well. So uh, yeah, I mean they you know 23-11 in Gibbs. I mean the Toyotas looked really good last night. So. Um, yeah, you mentioned Kyle Larson. I mean, he had those mechanical problems. He fell four laps down at one point in the race. Came back and he finished 12th on the lead lap. So, um, yeah, it's, it was just a weird, weird things. Kevin Carvick's car caught on fire, and you know, Martin Truex Jr. broke. Kyle Busch broke. I mean, it was just I don't know. It's kind of bizarre um, what, what's going on. So, and another thing, Rowdy, we we I don't know if we really talked about it, but. Uh, Bubba Wallace is in the 45 car for the rest of the year now, um, just because of the owner, owner's title, um, and they didn't move Ty Gibbs to the 23 car for the rest of the year. So, um, or unless Kurt Busch comes back, uh, we don't know about that yet. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Kurt Busch, by the way, Rowdy was at North Wilkesboro to see the Ellen Hart Jr. race last week in the Super Late model. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad, uh, glad you got to see the whole weekend. Um, you know, I got to go to a race, you got to do the races, so it kind of worked out, and, you know, Mother Nature kind of was, was a factor, um, both days for you, um, same for me, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad we both got to get our races in last night, and, uh, Eric Jones is now a two-time Southern 500 winner. Well, what about that, uh, Noah Gregson bringing it home in the Xfinity, and they had, look, they had, uh, at the very end of the morning, which was the next day, they were at the Waffle House having waffles with the trophy. Even pulled the holler right up, right up beside the Waffle House. Adam did. They had a big time. Uh, Kyle we was able to listen to Junior in the deadline room. And, man, what? Hey, Junior in Motorsports, he's tickled it. Noah's got him a new ride for next year, and what better way to celebrate that with with that win for him with Eric Jones, man? That's uh, they'll be teammates next year. That's right, Rowdy. And that the end of that Xfinity race was pretty insane. Uh, I guess there was a late caution in the race. I didn't see the race, but I did. I did look at the race results. Uh, Kyle Larson, uh, Sheldon Creed. Side-by-side, uh, side, going to turn one, both make contact, hit the wall. And then I think I think you saw it, Rowdy, you were there. Um, all three cars on the wall in the, in the final three, in the final turns, and Noah Gragson comes out on top. I just want to say one thing about Sheldon Creed. Uh, right now, uh, he is on the outside looking in, into the playoffs. Um, I think that, that that win was right there. Um, you were, you know, You and I were talking a few days ago. Um, Sheldon, we're hand really good. I mean, he runs to go to Darlington. I mean, he has two truck wins there. So, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I really thought that was a big opportunity missed for that team. Um, you know, I know he was battling Kyle Larson, you know, running the Hendrick car. But I mean, that was that was I feel like that was a that was one that got away rowdy for Sheldon Creed. You know, I know you know he hasn't had the greatest season, but you know, I mean, when you have a win right there, I mean, he looked really good. Um, you know, that number two car. You know, it's good to see that car run good again. Um, I know Myatt Snyder was in the car last year, one at Homestead, and uh, now that uh, Sheldon Creed's in the number two car, and he almost won it, Rowdy. So I, I just want to say, uh, you know, good run, good to see Sheldon Creed running good. Um, you know, just you know, just a bad, unfortunate opportunity. You know, he couldn't seal the deal. But, um, yeah, Larson, Kyle Larson, his last Xfinity start of the year. Um, 
proud of you. I, I think I think Hendrick Motorsports was just tired of not winning their three starts, and they just wanted to put Kyle in the 17 because originally Kyle was going to run the 88 car at Darlington, but I guess plans did change. So, uh, yeah, um, Noah Gregson's the winner. Um, you know, I think that, that that that's back to that's well, not not two in a row, but it's three in a row for Junior Motorsports there. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, four in a row, because uh, Al Geyer won the, I think he's won the last two spring races at Darlington, and Noah Gregson's won the last two fall races at Darlington, the Xfinity Series, so, uh, yeah, uh, Darlington, you know, the track too tough to tame, and uh, I'm glad you got all your races in, and I got all my race in last night, so, uh, just glad everything worked out. Well, uh, the weather worked out here perfect from what we Endured last weekend. Uh, it's normally it's normally normally hot there, and it was. But uh, as far as rain delays and being over late at night, didn't happen. You know, sometimes folks claim it's a sellout just to kind of project that you need to hurry up and get tickets for the next race. This race was absolutely a sellout if you looked at in the seating of the crowds. Looking in the crowds, Kyle, it was absolutely full. There was a few just little scattered places that may have been like a corporation might have six. But the majority of the seats were taken, a lot of people out on the midway and everybody having fun. Even down the junior winning again down in the Xfinity. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, big win um, for for Junior Motorsports. I know the playoffs are looming, but uh, I think there's two races left in the regular season. You know, the playoffs. You know, we we found out about Jeremy Clements' win during the week. Uh, not eligible for the playoffs. Can't use it toward the playoffs, so they are out. So uh, the bubble is back now to Sheldon Creed, who is on the outside looking in again. So um, really interesting to see how that's going to play out. The playoff field. Uh, Ryan Sieg currently holds the last spot, so I'm interested to see how that goes. And like you, Rowdy, I got my race in as well last night. Uh, originally, I was going to go to Big Diamond uh, for the Cole Cracker 72, but uh, that fell through. Um, you know, some issues, some personal things going on on my dad's side of the family. But, um, yeah, um, you know, wound up going to Sealance Grove on Sunday night. Uh, I, first off, I want to just say I want to thank my, my manager because, I was able to leave work at 5 Eastern, get to my house, and leave by 5.30 Eastern and get there right in time for when everything started. So, um, you know, and, you know, the weather was threatening all week, Rowdy. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know if it was going to get in. You know, I was told I don't know if it's going to get in. And, you know, we rolled the dice last night, and we got it in every single lap. And, it, and by, by 9.30, everything was finished, So and it started raining. So, uh, we got lucky last night, and I'm just glad uh, we were able to to get in a full full night of racing in. Kyle, glad you got to go. Uh, my next NASCAR event will be Talladega, so uh, stay tuned. What's going to be going on there? We should have some ticket giveaways also, guys. Uh, we did last year. We're going to try to do it again this year. I think the grand prize was uh, two tickets in Big Bill's garage. So that's uh, if you've got already got a Sunday ticket 
or a Saturday ticket, you can use it one day for one of those. I think those files are like $145 a piece, and then I want you to see the top 22 cars close up as close as, almost as close as a hot pad file. The only thing that separates the fans from the team and the driver is just a four-foot chain-link fence. You're able to kind of communicate back and forth, but, you know, these guys are working hard. And uh, kind of tough doing, making sure everything's tight and people's peering down on you, Kyle. But it, it seems to work great. It's good for the fans. And it's a really cool place to go hang out. If you've never seen it, go to my Rowdy Maglot YouTube page. I think there's a couple places in there where I've walked through and told everybody not do that. Are the prices higher this race than last race? I'm not sure about that. It's one thing I'm going to check this week, Kyle, so I, I can have that information, what the price is. But it has been great. It was $4 for Philly Steak and Cheese, $3 for a 16-ounce beer, Uh Everything in there is a fraction of what it is out on the, the other side of the track. But, Kyle, if you like, won't you hit the junior? Let's listen to what he's talking about uh, in the deadline room for Noah Gregson's victory. Media availabilities. We are now joined by our race winning owner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. If you guys have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a mic over to you. Who would like to start? We'll start with Mike. Mike Embry, NBC. Mike Embry, NBC. Crazy finish. What did you did you think Noah had a shot going into the last couple of laps? Um, I thought that Kyle was going to win. Um, Kyle's so talented. It, you know, I just assumed that he uh, knew exactly what he needed to do to get the win and. I think Kyle also was trying to race with respect, knowing what the situation was for the points and the two-car and the, all things going on there. So uh, that kind of had him in a bit of a tough spot, but I thought for sure he's going to get around the two. We'll go to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, the athletic. A couple questions for me. Um, is this a race that Noah maybe a few years ago wouldn't have won because he wouldn't have had the patience and he maybe would have probably pushed it a little too hard? I think that it's easy to get in the fence, uh, trying to you know, following being in that second, being that second car in the in the dirty air behind the two. I think it's really easy to get into the wall. I don't know that it. I mean, certainly being um, more mature and having a lot more laps under his belt helps a lot. But it could happen to anybody, uh, any any of the veterans even. Trying to push hard and get a little bit more at the end. Um, it's easy to slip, and they run so close to the fence, especially in turn three. So um, I was real proud of him, though. He, you know, you wouldn't know it by the way the car looks now, but I thought he did a great job trying to get everything he could and without, you know, without costing himself a lot. You know, he he didn't get in the fence. He didn't hurt the car. He didn't lose a bunch of spots. He was he was sitting there when, when the opportunity was presented to him at the last lap to take the lead and win. And I think that was because he had uh, the patience and understanding that maybe – you know, he just did some smart things, I think, to keep himself out of trouble when he obviously wasn't in position to win the race. Uh, when Kyle got around him, he just said, all right, you know, that's the way that is. And uh, he watched him race it out, and it, it turned into some good fortune. 
and the second one for me is it, you tweeted something this week about it. Larson, I believe, was originally going to be in the 88 for you guys, and then now 17 with, with Rick. Can you explain why the, the changeover? Rick really wants the, the 17 to win, and so uh, they just put, they just changed the number. And, um, uh, you know, he just, you know, that's, I understand that 100%. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm into that kind of thing, and so I get what he, why he would want to do that. And um, I think for Rick, just being able to see that car sit in victory lane or be able to see that car succeed would 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 do something to him personally, and I I can appreciate that. And so it was a uh, it doesn't make any difference to me if it's 88 or 17. We got a little bit of you know we got we got some it's a part of us out there racing. And when I say us, I mean Junior Motorsports. It's a it's a you know whether it's meandering on the box or or uh, one of our guys, Jason. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We know the car has some influence, and it's part of us. And we got a great partnership with Hendrick. So, but I thought it was cool. I thought, you know, it was a. If he wants that number to win, then we'll try to. We'll try to do what we can to help make that happen. And um, we're they were in great position to to do it uh, tonight. And I know that was absolutely on Larson's mind those last several laps because he knows he mentioned it right before the race that that was something that he knew that was important to Rick. And last one for me, a, a few days removed from North Wilkesboro and, and that event, uh, what are your feelings on that? It was just a, uh, an incredible experience we'll probably never be able to ha- have again. Um, I think the future of that track is, is good, and I think it's got some value to the industry, and I can't uh, wait to see what comes from that. Um, but, you know, it was I didn't know it was going to be that way. Uh, but it was just magic, really was. It's something special, and I'm, I'm, I feel uh, very lucky to have been a part of that. Cause um, I don't know, I just, uh, I'm excited too, cause I think that probably won't be the last late model stock car race I run. That was so much fun driving that car. So just a great experience getting to know all the people in the cars tour. Great tour. Happy to be a part of that all these years with our cars. Um, Marcus and his team. I just could go. I could talk about that for hours. We'll go to Dustin and then to Hunter. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. In Noah's last seven wins, uh, they've come twice at Darlington, a Richmond, a Martinsville, a Phoenix, Pocono, and then there's a Talladega. Those certainly seem to be probably about the most difficult tracks for a driver. And I understand, you know, you guys have got good cars, but, you know, for him to win at these types of tracks, what does that tell you, or what are you seeing out of him as a, as a driver understanding? Because you know what what those places are like. I just think that it says he's cup ready. You know, I mean, it. it you know, he, when he first came to us, that he was a very very raw individual from from top to bottom on the track, off the track, and he has personally been through a lot um, that I, I that I don't think I even understand, and I think that. Um, it's pretty incredible, to be honest with you. I mean, he, we aren't that far removed from a big mistake that he made in the middle of the race at Road America, and um, we're not that far removed from that. So, um, and and there's still a lot to be, there's still mistakes to be made, you know. And and and, um, but he's, you know, he's he can he can correct them. He has some self-awareness and uh, some genuine qualities of great personality. Um, I think that he had, so one of the things about Noah that I think is 
kind of gets unnoticed is that, you know, he came in here and he definitely had some support from his family, but he put he went and made himself recognizable and created a persona, marketable, and we had a partnership with Bass Pro Shops, that, and they they fell in love with him. He did that. We didn't do that. He he did that by what he does, being himself. They love it. The more he, you know, the more crazy he can be, the better. they love it. And so, you know, whether intentional or not, he has developed this path that's in front of him, his self, you know, and um, and so he deserves a lot of credit because, you know, he just he enjoys being himself, and and it's great for business. It's good for NASCAR. They should seize on it. I think he's one of the more recognizable, popular, unique, fun guys in the industry and so if he can find some some kind of success in the cup level man he will be a great asset to to nascar uh because of because of what he's willing to do and he's willing to get attention and he has fun and you know as long as he can stay on the right path you know emotionally and 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 make good decisions um he's got a really great opportunity in front of him that he created you know i mean i know he he i'm pretty i'm pretty impressed by the 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 ability that he has to get these sponsors that that he gets connected to um to get behind him and really 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 like what he does and fans fans are digging it you know he's he's got a lot of people that might not love him but all the good drivers had people that definitely hated him so uh you know, you're never going to have a whole whole crowd behind you, but he's certainly got some people that love to see him do well and support him. We'll go to Hunter, and then we'll wrap up with Pete. Uh, Dale, Hunter Thomas with the fourth turn dot com. Uh, is there any chance that uh, is there any chance we might see at the uh, NASCAR sanctioned Florence Motor Speedway or Dillon Motor Speedway soon? Well, I don't think Dillon runs a late mile stock, but. Um, I might be wrong. I've talked to Barn, uh, Ron about going over there just to sign autographs for him because when the Cars Tour took when the Cars Tour put North Wilkesboro on their schedule, they took Dylan off of it, and I didn't know that was going to happen. So I called Ron and said, "Look, I'll come over there this, next year and just sign some autographs for you one weekend because I didn't know they were going to take your race away." But um, Florence is definitely on my schedule. I raced there in the '90s on Friday nights. I, I realize that after the fact, after Wednesday, they don't run on Fridays anymore. Since the beach closed, they now run on Saturdays. So, uh, but I, 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 I would love to go over there on a week, you know, regular show and just show up and just relive my past. You know, and it'll never be as great as it was, but I realize Wednesday it can be pretty dang fun. So. I'd love to go to Florence and run. They have a 400, the, the the PAL special they run at the end of the year. I don't know if that's on the schedule or not. Probably can't make that uh, with my family. Uh, probably can't sacrifice that. But um, uh, next year, try to slip in there when Carson's not racing on the Cars Tour. Try to take one of our cars and go have some fun one, one Saturday. I'll be, I'm going to do that a few times, I think. I'm not done driving the late mile stock car. That was too much fun, and uh, it gave me a lot of confidence to do it. <clears throat> We'll go ahead and wrap up with Thank Pete. y'all. One more question. Oh, one more? Okay. okay, yeah, he's going to serious. <laughs> hey, Dale, Pete Yacobelli with the Associated Press. Um, your drivers have won the last four Xfinity races here uh, at Darlington. I know it's ta- I know they're talented racers who know what they're doing, but is there 
something about the reverence you've always had for this place that kind of filters down to your your uh, race shop, and they know how much it means? I wish I could say that. It's probably not true. I think it's just that they, uh, number one, they're re really, really good race car drivers. Um, I think, you know, in our camp we have some guys with some incredible talent. Put them up against anybody out there. And this year we've got really fast cars. I think our cars seem to match well with certain tracks, Dover, here, and a couple of places where we just go and, and, and expect to run no matter how the performance is across the board. Um, and I didn't know that statistic, so that's pretty incredible. You know, I, I never won here, kind of came close. They, they're trying to race Dick Trickle one time in 98, I think, but uh, got passed by Harvick in the cup race once. But, you know, it is it is a track where when you win, you get the respect of the industry as a driver. It's one. It's it's a it's a track where everybody knows the driver plays a massive role, and and a lot of times the driver plays maybe a smaller role, and the car is the most important part of the puzzle, but not here. It's it's a little more driver I think, and um, everyone in the garage knows that. So when you do win here, you, people go, oh, man, that guy, it's better than I thought. So um, so I'm I'm, I'm happy for any time any of our drivers get a win i'm i'm happy about that because i feel I, I i i get really proud because i know that they just showed everybody in the garage that not only are cars good but they're the talent that you know the drivers are to be respected and uh revered a little bit um from their competitors all thank right you. thank you for your time dale congratulations all right kyle uh Junior, hey, you can see he's having a good time. I like, I, I like exactly what he said when he's going to go back and sign autographs. He didn't know that Ted lost the race. Dale Junior is good for the root of racing, Kyle, and I think he realizes the power that he he can control in in that through the cars tour that they just run at Wilkesboro. I think North Wilkesboro is really good for the sport uh, to have one of the iconic short tracks back, um, almost originally on the NASCAR schedule in 1949. So uh, Dale Jr. finished third uh, in the 125-lap uh, Cars Late Model Race on Wednesday night. Uh, Kurt Busch was actually in attendance uh, there seeing Dale's race, so that was kind of nice to see. Uh, Carson Quapple came away with the win. Uh, that, you know, Dale Jr. is the car owner, obviously, you know, driving for Junior Motorsports. But, uh, yeah, um, good to see Dale Jr. back in a race car, the number three Sundrop car that he used to run. So uh, I know it's good. I'm glad he's not done racing. I know we'll probably see him maybe maybe in the Xfinity race next year. I don't know. I know he usually runs one a year. But uh, I'm not sure if he'll run next year or not. But uh, I know he'll hopefully he'll run some more uh, short track races. Uh, I think that's good. Anytime you get a you get a a big name to show up at a short track, I think that 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 that's a win for everybody. I was Kyle. I think he had a little uh, hesitant about what it would be what it would be like going back and driving a a car like that and, and not being embarrassed by a bunch of guys. I mean, anything's possible, you know. Without him doing a giving a hundred percent. We know how sometimes that can turn out. But, uh, Kyle, 
What's the possibility? Maybe we might see him in Nashville as the All-American 400, which I think now is now the 300. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think it'd be nice to see him run like the Winchester 400 or the All-American 400. I think that'd be good for everybody. Um, I think, you know, it's a longer race, but, you know, I, I think he can do it. Um, you know, I mean, North Wilkesboro was 125 laps for the feature. So, uh, yeah, I could definitely see him running a bigger race. Uh, why not? If he feels like he wants to run it, be good for him. Yeah, I don't know the whole thing about Dillon Motor Speedway. I don't know either. I know they run in South Carolina, but um, like I said, I don't really know any much about that. But, uh yeah, Noah Gregson comes away with the win. Uh, last lap pass of both Kyle Larson and Sheldon Creed. And uh, Noah Gregson, like Nick was mentioned, four straight wins for, for Junior Motorsports at Darlington. And Junior Motorsports just continues to uh, rack up wins here in 
lost track position and, and lost a handle on the race car after the rain, but um, that's why you never quit right there because anything can happen. What, was your spotter yelling at you that last lap, do this, do that, or was it pretty much you? No, nah, it was super quiet for me. I'm sure he was yelling, but I was so focused on the win. Um, I wish I could, if it was recorded or something, go listen to it because I bet it was pretty crazy, but... Um, yeah, I think I recall him saying, get your momentum off of two, get your momentum off two. And then from there, I kind of like shut down and I'm like, I'm winning this race somehow or another. So I'm going to drive this thing as far as I can off into turn three. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of worked out after that. And then he said, check her flag and we won. I'm sure he said a lot more, but. Uh, no, Don Hopkins of frontstretch.com. Uh, it looked like Larson just kind of like in turn, going to turn one in that last lap, he kind of just dive-bombed it, not dive-bombed it, but just kind of went in a little bit too hard and just got loose and hit the wall. And then, of course, Creed, like you just said, went full wide open in the corner. Can you see yourself making those kinds of, I mean, can you see yourself making those kinds of aggressive moves and then just getting out of the car afterwards and then shaking each other's hands? Yeah, but I'd probably wreck. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to limp it back. Uh it's a tricky, tricky corner. Dale, um, he did a, a ride-around car here in 2019, and we stood up on the track. Um, the sun was going down, and we stood a day or two before he ran that blue number eight car. And he was talking about how his, his dad always liked, he never liked to go below the apron and drag the left front tire. And every time I go through turn one, that, that crosses my mind. And I go below the apron, unfortunately, and drag that left front tire, but um, I feel like that gives me a little security, um, you know, giving putting wedge into the car, crossing that, that transition, and um, tightens me up a little bit, where if I enter above that line um, on the racetrack, I'm a little looser. I can't charge it as hard, so it's always a, a really slick corner, and uh, I think a corner that everyone fights, and... Um, you know, I I don't know what I would do um, if I was in that position. Um, I would hope I'd be able to do it how those guys did it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for them, but um, they made it one hell of a race, and um, they made it back to the line. So you got to give your hats off to them, and it was, it was spectacular there at the end. Yeah. And then they got out of their cars afterwards, and mm-hmm. they shook each other's hands. They were actually laughing and smiling at each other. Could Could you see yourself, like, just kind of, negating the frustration just being happy that you just had a really fun race yeah i mean when you circumstances aside i mean when you battle it out i mean that's a that's the best rental go-kart gopro metroplex race you'll ever see right there like that's what every one of those rental go-kart races looks like is that and we're doing it in the xfinity series i mean that was that was cool nonetheless so yeah i i think i could um if i was in that position I think we have a question up in the press box as well. Lee? Thank you. Congratulations, Noah. Um, just kind of curious, after seeing you get your top five last week at Daytona in the Cup race, um, you know, and how good it made you feel, how much confidence did that give you coming into this race this weekend? And, and then I have a follow-up. Um, well, that's loud. Um, not really that much more confidence. It's kind of I kind of try and separate the Xfinity stuff from the Cup stuff. And um, when I get to the track for 
the Cup Series, it's a completely different animal. Um, I don't really feel like driving either or car is um, comparable, and I don't. I go to the Xfinity races with probably 100 110% confidence. I probably go to the Cup races with 30% confidence, just because it's you go from being the big fish in the small pond to the smallest fish in the big pond um, when you get up to the Cup Series level. And um, I really had zero confidence till we ran Michigan and we were able to run up and legit drive up to third and, and run in the top five with those guys. And unfortunately, I made a mistake. And on the restart, um, about midway through the race and threw it away. But up till that point, I didn't have any confidence until, until that race. And then... Um, I mean, you kind of got to look at the grand scheme of things. We stayed out of trouble last weekend, and we were able to get a top five. And But I think the most important thing is we had a shot to win. And, um, you know, with the circumstances of the, the Beard Motorsports team with one employee, and um, it's, it's pretty special to even be competitive. And no matter what, we we still were able to have a shot at the win. So um, to answer your question, I don't – really take any confidence from last weekend's top five um i'm already full of confidence when i get to the track on saturdays it has to be somewhat rewarding though when you hold off the nascar cup champion even when he's racing in the xfinity series but um you know that being said uh, one other question i had for you what would it mean to you to win uh, the xfinity series most popular driver award uh, I think uh, I think we need to start. I don't know if you look at driver intros and the amount of support during driver intros. I think it's pretty loud for us, but um, I don't know how Justin keeps winning it. But I feel like we sell a lot of merchandise on the weekends and looking at the numbers and. Um, he's won it two years in a row, and every single time I'm like, there's no way. But um, he wins it, so I think uh, it'd be really, really special. So uh, i got to try and hack into his uh, name on the thing and clear out all the votes or something because he's got, like, some bots. He's he's pretty nifty with the um, computers and stuff, and he's probably got a bunch of these bots and stuff just re reclicking. Like, don't you think so? How they how does he do it? I think it's bullshit personally that he keeps winning it, but like there's no way if you listen to driver intros and then you look at the merchandise sales. He's very popular, he's a great guy, but I mean I wanna see the numbers. All right, we will uh, go to go to Bob. Uh Bob Parker's Fox Sports F two. The first um four wins this year is your most in your Xfinity season in one season, is that a big deal? Uh, it's huge, yeah. Um, you see guys like Briscoe and stuff, they win nine races, and you're like, man, I want to do that one day. But, you know, to go from 2020 winning two races to last year three, this year we've had really a shot to probably win, God, I don't know, probably six of them so far. Um, you might take tonight out. we ended up getting the win but we weren't the dominant guy at the end i think um you know we have a shot at martinsville earlier the year 
I think we we've been in really good positions. Michigan, um, you're one caution away from winning that one, you know. So, uh, with that being said, it's uh, it's definitely rewarding for the guys. It it shows that we're building and we're doing the right things to to always be better. I we always say on our team we we always want to learn and lay it brick by brick and and you know build it up and we're getting better each and every week and and every year so uh, we just we want to keep winning we got some great tracks coming up and is there a way to do a burnout so that the smoke doesn't get into your i don't know i haven't done it yet because i got to fourth gear i guess just a small baby one i'd try and blow the tires out and make it a lot of smoke for the fans and you never know when your last one's going to be so um i try and enjoy it but yeah doing burnout and getting to fourth gear and whatnot it there's a lot of smoke in the car and i was breathing that in and i just got pretty nauseous and tunnel vision and um felt like i was about to pass out but i don't i don't know i guess just less of a burnout less duration of time i think we have another question up in the press box sorry i just had one quick follow-up are you taking luke lambert with you to petty gms next year can you say that again? Oh my God! Are, are you taking Luke Lambert with you to Petty GMS next year? I don't know. Uh, I have no clue. I really don't. I, he's. Yeah, I don't know. Are there any further questions for Noah? All right, Noah. Congratulations. Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you. end of the race uh you know you had larson up there sheldon creed you know like you mentioned basically his playoff life is at stake here and uh yeah that the two got in together and it was just whoever got off turn four first was going to win the race so uh Noah, you know Noah had a good car um you know defending winner of the race uh runs good there no surprise there so um, you know, I think it is a big deal that you beat the 17 car and the two car. I mean, those are two really good cars in the series. And, you know, uh, another one for Junior Motorsports. Like you mentioned, uh, win total has gone up every year. He's, he won two in 2020, three last year, and now four this year. So um, I, I don't know if I'd pen him as the favorite for the championship right now. Um, I still think Ty Gibbs is the favorite. Um, I think he's just the way to – the 54 has performed this year. I, I, I just I, I don't know if anyone's going to beat him. Um, I know Phoenix. I don't know what did win in the spring. But um, probably going to be a different track anyway when we go there in the fall. So um, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, he'll be going to Petty GMS next year. We don't know what Cruz Crew Chief will be. But, um, yeah, he'll be teammates with the Southern 500 winner, Eric Jones. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how he does in Cup next year. Well, Kyle, we pushed out to Kansas. This week and next week is Bristol, and the third week we'll have full coverage from Big Bill's Garage all weekend. 
stop by, follow us, subscribe to us. I'm looking forward to that, but hey, that, that's not an easy track to win out there. I believe it's Texas, Kyle, to correct me. We got Kansas. Yeah, you're right, Rowdy. It's, it's Texas before Talladega. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, the schedule changed a little bit this year. You know, Kansas has mo- got moved up a little bit. Uh, instead of being in October, it's now in September, and Texas got moved to September, and now Homestead's back in the playoffs. So uh, Vegas is a little bit later in the year. Let's just let's, let's just uh, quickly just go over the schedule for at least for the Cup Series. Uh, you know, we had Darlington last night, Kansas, Bristol, Texas, Talladega, the Roval, uh, Las Vegas, Homestead. Martinsville and Phoenix to end the rest of the year. So that that's kind of where we're at. Uh, the Xfinity playoffs don't start yet. Uh, they still have two races left. And, of course, the trucks, they'll be back in action this week at Kansas. All four series going to be there, Rowdy. Uh, trucks Friday night, uh, Xfinity and Arca Saturday, and then the Cup Series on Sunday for the Hollywood Casino 400. So a uh, busy weekend coming up, a lot of racing going on, a lot of practice, a lot of qualifying. And uh, I, I just, you know, it's been good to, to, to be to a NASCAR race this year. I'm hoping to get to Homestead here, but, uh, you know, it's been good to, to, you know, at least cover a race weekend um, for NASCAR, and, um, you know, so it's been it's been good, Rowdy. I'm glad you made it the last two weeks, and, you know, unfortunately couldn't, you couldn't make it to Pocono, but I'm glad you, you've been able to go the last two races, and that's, that's been good for us, you know, with the content and, you know, with me going out and stuff, so that, that, that always works out. Well, Kyle, sometimes you got to invest in the future, and unfortunately... Darlington's always drawn good. You know, I'm glad they have two races now. I'm glad they have the spring race back, uh, the 400-miler, and, of course, the Southern 500 uh, last night. So uh, just glad it's back, you know, back where it belongs. You know, when they they had the whole, you know, the whole realignment of the schedule, you know, that was part of it was putting Darlington back on Labor Day weekend. And, you know, it's been like that since 2015. So um, good, good Darlington's back where it belongs. And, 
You know, it's, it's it's always been a tradition to have the Southern 500 on Labor Day weekend. So, um, you know, a little different now than it used to be. Now, you know, there's lights, and there was no lights back in the day. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's always a good – I know Kerry does a good job there. I've always talked to him ever since he, he got the job at Darlington. So, um, really good for that track. You know, I know he's, it's easy, you know, he's, he's nearby. You know, he's, he likes South Carolina. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's been good, good for him. And, you know, uh, maybe I'll get down there one day. I've been to Atlanta, but never Darlington, but, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we'll have to, have to get down there someday. Here in the front with Matt Weaver. 
Hey guys, Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, my question is really for both of you guys. When you guys first bring over EJ, it's the old car, so a lot of things have changed, obviously. Uh, but now with this new car, what kind of leader has Eric been in, in terms of directing you guys, telling you what sort of feedback y'all need to build this car and make it better to get it to the point where it's a race-winning car? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Eric's done a good job giving us direction all year. Um, you know, I don't think anybody re really knew what you had to have in the car um, to start the season. So we definitely uh, learned through Eric's feedback um, to give us a direction on how to build these cars at the intermediates. Because even, even at the big beginning of the season, we were pretty good at uh, California. But then we kind of tapered off on all the intermediate tracks. And, you know, throughout that time, like, Eric never really got down on us. You know, he just kept giving us guidance, giving us direction um, to build that program better, which I feel we have. Yeah, exactly what Dave said. Um, you know, I think we had to spend a lot of time. Uh, you know, there's not obviously a lot of on-track time. Um, we kind of went through the off-season and did the Charlotte test. Uh, but the rules changed so many times, so many iterations from what we had in the off-season. Um, a lot of time with engineers, a lot of time on the simulator, um, kind of supplementing some of those things and just trying to, you know, let Eric lead us, right? What does Eric need um, in the car? Because um, to your point, it's totally different uh, than in any race vehicle. Um, so a lot of credit to him. He's our senior leader. Uh, you know, he's our our guy that, uh, you know, is going to lead the engineers, lead the crew chief, lead our guys to, the you know, work on the cars to what he needs. And kind of on that note, kind of for both of you guys again, too, um, there's a lot of people leading this organization that expect winning in championships, right? But was there a conviction that it could happen this soon? I mean, you guys come out of the gate really fast. You guys are leading laps and running up front. But were you guys expecting to get it done this soon into this process of this new car? For myself this season, you know, that was my expectation to try to get a win. Um, you know, and then throughout the season, you know, working with Joey and Mike, um, they definitely have embraced that quite a bit. Um, I think that was our expectation. You know, it's hard to tell people that that's your expectation because they don't believe you. Um, but that was definitely our internal expectation of what we're going to do this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Maury Gallagher, Mike Beam, you know, those guys, uh, they give us all the resources we need. Um, you know, we never put a timeline on it, but it's, it's definitely something that, like, you know, okay, what's the next phase? What's the next step we need to be more competitive? Um, you know, I think a lot of it, um, you know, like I told somebody the other day, we're still hiring people. You know, we're still hiring resources. Um, but <clears throat> Dave coming in with this group, the 43 group, um, you know, that's a very established group, very senior group. Um, those guys have been together a long time. The pit crew's been together. The mechanics have been together. Um, you know, Eric, all those guys were here and just bringing Dave in and kind of uh, plugging him in there was a, you know, a huge step forward for that program. And I agree with Dave, you know, uh, looking at that driver, that crew chief combination, I, I felt like a win was surely possible this year. And um, I think, you know, we, we looked at a lot of times early in the season, um, you know, uh, just a lot of things didn't line up perfectly. You know, just you, we talk about it all the time. You got to have a clean sheet. You know, you got to have great pit stops, a fast car. You got to got to execute on all levels. And um, you know, that's what they've been working on, right? It's it's 27 races here, right? But they they got there. And um, I think um, you know, not that there was any expectations that it had to happen this year, but uh, you know, the the thing we stress is that uh, you know, petty GMS and GMS race, you know. We want to win, and that's what we're here to do, and that's what Maury and Mike give us the capabilities to do. Additional questions? Go to Jordan. 
Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. Uh, this question for Dave. What were you thinking about as you walked down pit road and you got the high fives and selfies and everything else? Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty cool because um, I've, I've been around a while in the uh, Cup Garage, Xfinity Garage. I, I have a lot of friends on different teams and uh, won with a lot of them, worked with a lot of them. And just to be able to walk down and see all those people, you know, person after person, congratulate, congratulating me excited for the win knowing how hard we've worked to get that um it, it was really special i think that was my my favorite moment tonight so that i, I enjoyed it is there anything particular that jumped out what interaction with anybody i mean getting to see you know greg and uh uh Rand randolph uh that they're both i've worked alongside those guys in different roles as an engineer um you know xfinity crew chief and uh, I feel like we kind of came up together. So those guys have both had a lot of success. And uh, just getting to see those guys and see how excited they, they were for me to get my first win, that was pretty special. And then was that your wife on the phone you were talking to? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, they were actually here last night, and we watched the race and uh, went to Victory Lane and, you know, watched Noah celebrate last night. So uh, I was a little jealous that that wasn't our car. So thankfully we were able to get it done tonight. Before we start with Eric, thanks for joining us, Eric. Do you have any other questions for Dave and for Joey? We'll go to Kelly. Kelly Crownerace.com. Dave, coming into this year, your first year in the Cup Series, obviously the car is new, but was that any more of an advantage for you because you didn't have to unlearn the previous Cup car, so to speak? Yeah, uh, definitely that was a huge advantage for me. Um, the Xfinity cars all have flange fit panels to them. Um, the rules are a little bit tighter on them. Um, definitely everything that NASCAR has done with this new car fit into me coming in this year. Um, and it, it's provided the opportunity for me to, um, you know, to understand what's going on and not be, I would have been seven years behind on what the cup cars were because I, I've been out of the cup series for so long. I, I couldn't catch up to people at that point. So, Everybody being on a clean slate starting out um, definitely helped with this whole season. And then your team, and if I can get Eric to answer this as well, uh, um, for both of you, for Dave and Eric, you guys are the first non-playoff team to win the opening race of the playoffs since there's been a playoff in 2004. How special is that to just steal the thunder right out of the gate? I mean, it. It's definitely cool that we're the first ones to do it. Um, but I think the first thing Eric said to me is, uh, you know, don't don't you wish we won Daytona? <laughs> so um, very special that we've done it. But definitely, you know, it's so close to being, you know, our ultimate goal. So, uh, you know, it's special, but there, there's a little bit more there, too. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It, uh <clears throat> It's awesome to win here, but at the same time, right, yeah, you, you do look at it, at it like that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to get attention in the playoffs when you're not a playoff guy, so uh, what better way to do it than that? But, yeah, it feels good. I mean, I feel like um, coming up we've got more good tracks. You know, I don't think – I, I wouldn't say this is the only race that we have a shot at, you know, ending the year out. I, I feel like we can win more races, and sometimes all it takes is one. And, uh you know, I think we've we've gained a lot uh, in the last year, well, six months of this race car and learned a lot. And, you know, the whole group's done a really good job. And it's a big testament to the people, right, when you can win a, a playoff race like that. There's some deflation after Daytona when you don't, you know, achieve your goal there. 
and we had a great car. Uh, things just didn't work out. So I think testament to the group, right? You know, push just as hard and bring a good piece here. Go to Lee. Dave, you had your hands full. You know, first you come over to 43, and then you've got to, you know, pull this thing together. And you look at the instant success Trackhouse had, and, and Mike Beam says a lot of that is we kind of started out as a truck team. They inherited a cup team. How do you guys get to that level so, you know, Eric and Noah next year are just, you know, up at that, you know, battling for, for wins like Chastain and Suarez? Yeah, I mean, definitely um, you look at the December time frame for the two different organizations and where we were at and, you know, what was at GMS and what was at Petty's, you know, there's not a lot there compared to a track house organization that – you know, had a active team going into it. We, um, I mean, I think the first day we had a meeting over there, we had like 20 people in the team meeting, and that was pretty much everybody that was there. So we've hired a lot of people since then, um, worked on a lot of relationships with Chevrolet, different people, trying to get more resources in-house, uh, more tools for us to be better. Um, and it, it's been good throughout the season. We're, we're making gains on it. You know, we, we have higher expectations of what, what, than what we're doing right now. There's plans in place to get more people, better resources. So, you know, I think we're going to grow more, you know, as this season ends up. And then next year, I think we're, we're even going to be a step better. So I think it's just continuing to, to get the right people and the right resources in there. Any other questions for uh, Joey and Dave? Go right there. Yep, go ahead. Hi, Alex Zetlow of the Charlotte Observer. Um, and this is for all three of you, as I just said. Would you guys consider this a redemptive night for for Eric? And I, I'd like to hear from all three of you, if possible. You want me to go first? Yeah, and Eric, I, you can go first. No, I don't think it's redemptive. Um, you know, obviously last year was a tough season for him. You know, I, I watched from afar last year. Um, there was races that were good, you know, a lot that weren't great. Um, but, you know, that's resources, that's cars that he's having to run. That's, you know, nothing to do with him. So, um, you know, I think he believed in himself and what he's capable of. I obviously believe in that. So I think it's a continuation of where he left off more than redemption. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, obviously I was a little – uh, in a bad spot uh, towards the end of 2020, you know, trying to find a new home, and, and um, the 43 car became that and took me in. I knew at the start, you know, there was uh, it, it was a long-term outlook for me, you know, at least. I was like, all right, you know, we got to settle in and, and build and, and figure it out. And it's not like I just came in and did that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of great people that came in and were a huge part of that um, it did to build to where we are now. But it's just been uh, – cool to see cool to be a part of you know coming from you know four car you know powerhouse team like i was at to uh, what was a single car team last year to now a two car team this year uh and building into a, a race winning program now has been very probably the most rewarding of my racing career you know and and this is the 20th time i've said this tonight but i'm i'm very happy for myself to win a race but more proud of the group, you know, a lot of guys tonight was their first cup win. Some was their first win in anything, any series. Um, 
I've been fortunate to win many races in my career, and that's been awesome. And this is an awesome race to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm super happy, but just more proud of the group, you know, and, and what they've brought to the table and what we've built over the last year and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eric's a foundational guy. He's not a redemptive. He's not – I mean, he's he's still got the prime of his career uh, in front of him. We, I mean, when we went to go resign Eric, you know, earlier this year, um, this was a talk about a person that's got, you know, 12, 14 more years of solid racing in them and uh, somebody you build a program around. Um, we're a young organization, but we're also an experienced organization. Like you said, there's a group that – came with that 43 and there was a, a fresh young group that came out of gms wanting to go cup racing and uh like you said we all we all didn't know what we didn't know right we just wanted to go race and we wanted to go win and uh that was going to take resources uh that was going to take maury gallagher mike beam dave ellens a lot of guys uh just believing in that and uh trying to get eric where he belongs um you know <clears throat> we're, we're not doing anything but getting him exactly where he belongs and that's in victory lane every single year Thank you very much. I believe that there's a question in the press box for either Dave or Joey. Autosport.com is actually for Eric. Okay. Hey, uh, Jim, let me let these guys go real quick. <laughs> okay. Dave, Joey, thank you guys so much for, for joining us. Don't want to hold you up. <laughs> Eric, uh, there are many distinguished drivers who've had long, successful careers in NASCAR who've never won one Southern 500. Uh, you've, you've got three career wins in, in uh, the Cup Series, but two of them have come in this race. Uh, there are a lot of people usually talk about that this is sort of a driver's track, and it says a lot about a driver, but what does it say for to you of winning twice? having this twice. <laughs> Jeez, it's like asking me to be braggadocious about this, man. Uh, I mean, you know, I just really like this track. There's tracks as a driver that you're really comfortable at, feel really good about. And Darlington's one of those places for me. Here, you know, Bristol, there's, there's a handful of tracks in the Cup Series for me that I know going into it. If the car's, you know, close and good, you know, we can have a shot to win. And... This weekend was no different. I knew we had a good car coming into it. I knew we've made some good gains and had a shot to go and run up front. Um, you know, I, I'm blessed to win this race twice. You know, like you said, there's guys that have never won this race, very successful guys, and um, that's such a cool trophy. I kept that one in my house for a long time the last time I won it just to see those faces and those names. That's pretty special for me to be on, and uh, I've been a big fan of the history of the sport for you know, all my life as as a kid growing up and in, and even until today. Um, but just love this place. Love the racing here. I love this race specifically. You know, I, I feel like when we started coming here in the spring, I run okay in the spring race. feel like we're always a top 10 car, but this is the race that I always have circled um, from the length of it to the transition from day to night. Just every, every bit of it uh, I love. We'll go to Matt. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, kind of on the redemptive note 
I know how proud you were and excited to be able to make it to the Cup Series and to be able to do it with a, a big team at Joe Gibbs Racing, and then it didn't play out the way that you would have wanted it to. There were good moments, but as, as a whole, right? Um, when it comes down that you're not coming back there again and you're trying to put a piece together to, to stay here at this level, um, was there any sort of doubt or trepidation, fear that you couldn't get back to this level where you're winning marquee races? You know, that's a good question. I would say... Uh, I was not in desperation mode when I went to the 43 car. Um, I was in I, – I, the outlook I had was to build. I knew last year was <laughs> going to be a tough year, you know, and I think there was some really high hopes uh, in the 43 camp that last year was going to be, you know, a magic year. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I'd love to say I can plug in and just make this car win races, but it just doesn't happen like that. And um, coming in, I knew it was going to take time to build. I was fortunate to have been with a, a winning organization of, and have won races in Cup and know what it takes was a big help for sure uh, in coming into, um, you know, RPM at the time and now Petty GMS. But, yeah, I mean, was there times when I doubted it? Probably. You know, I remember you're not supposed to tell everybody what you're doing, but, I mean, my close friends, right, I called them and said, hey, this is what I'm doing, signed this deal with the 43 car. And, you know, I could tell them that you can tell in your your close friends' voices, right, when they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good, man. I'm I'm happy for you. And I'm sitting there on the phone, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually was talking to, to one of them the other week, and he's like, you know, I was really nervous when you first told me about this deal, and, and to see what you guys have done this year has really, you know, proved me wrong. And so, yeah, I mean, there's some nerves in there at times, right? And I think the big thing for me, I never doubted myself, man. I was never found myself in a bad place. Sure, I was disappointed at times last year, absolutely. Uh, but never, I I cannot say there was one time where I thought, man, I I just can't do this. And then what has been your role when it comes to building this new car, leading them as a team? I talked to the guys about that earlier. But, like, in terms of, like, how you decide to give them feedback, the team debriefs, I mean, what is what is a driver's role in developing this new car? I think with this car, it's obviously, it's obvi very obviously put a lot of parity into the sport. Um, and it's really, you know, it takes a great team for sure. Uh, some of it has been, I think, on the drivers to really learn about this car and the, and the handling and the suspension. You know, I feel like when I ask for changes and want to work on the race car, I really try to know what I'm talking about and really try to know what we're doing in the race car. And Dave knows that and, and tries to share as much information as he can with me. Um, but obviously my role, I guess, is trying to, you know, find the right people. You know, when we were at the end of last season and knew we were making a change as far as crew chief, you know, obviously there's a few names you kind of put on the board, like, okay, these are the guys we want to go after. And Dave was the, you know, resounding guy as far as who we wanted to get. Uh, and I knew as soon as we got him signed, it was going to be a different season. You know, Dave is a sharp guy. He's got the kind of background I like. He's got the approach I like, the demeanor I like, and he was just really the guy that I've been looking for in the Cup Series. He's just the kind of guy I wanted to work with, and and he's been he's been a bigger game changer than than what I could ever bring to the table. We'll go. Kelly Cranoracial.com. Eric, two things. Joey Logano said that this to him, the Southern 500 is the 
toughest, the longest and the toughest race. Obviously, the Coke 600 is, is pretty damn long, but he said this one is the toughest. So he said, for you, you should be proud of yourself. And then when he f- realized this is your second one, he went, sheesh. So what does it mean to hear other drivers just give a compliment like that? Yeah, I, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, you're always – Every person seeks respect from their peers, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, obviously, in racing, we seek it. Day-to-day work, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So um, it is cool to have that respect. You know, I, I've tried to earn the respect of my competitors uh, as as a driver and as a competitor. Um, you know, Darlington is a tough place. Like I mentioned, though, it's just a place I felt good about. It's, it reminds me so much of places that I just grew up racing at. You know, and it's sure it's bigger, but it takes a lot of things that I did as a as a young guy racing late models um, to be successful. It takes a lot of those same things here. And I think you said in your television interview this was the calmest you've ever been uh, running for a win. Why was that? What was different about this time? I wish I knew. <laughs> I do it every time. You know, to be honest, I hadn't been in position to win uh, a race in a while. Uh, number one, but I went and ran some late model races this year, grabbed a win at uh, ORP against uh, William Byron up there, and kind of got me back in the mindset like, all right, you know, got to get in the mindset of, of winning these races again. You know, I went through a year where we were not in contention to win. I went to Auto Club earlier this year with a winning car and didn't win the race, and a lot of it was just because I was, I was rusty. I was sloppy on restarts and car placement and stuff that I I know I can be better at and I was like, man, I just gotta gotta get back in that groove. Um but some of it's just having been there, right? You know, and that it I looked back towards the other Southern five hundred I won here and that was probably harder as a driver to be honest, because I ran out the felt like the entire last segment. We went through pit stops, um you know, racing with those guys, racing with Kyle at the end for what felt like 50 laps. Um, so I'm like, this one, I'm like, man, all I got to do is 20. You know, if I can get clear, just run 20, 20 perfect laps, and it's all mine. And that's, I guess, why I felt so good about it. We'll go in the back to Barry. Uh, Eric, I think you segued into what I was going to ask you about. At, as, as I've watched you this season, seeing the top fives, the top tens, at what point did you feel like that as an organization you had turned the corner and that we have a fighting chance to win? Almost right off the bat. You know, we went to Daytona 500 and we were good, but then we went to Auto Club the second race of the season and qualified second. We had a shot at the pole. We led laps. Um, we were up front in contention at the win for the win. And I was like, man. You know, this new car, like, we have a shot now. And from that point on, I was like, we can do it. You know, we can win a race, non-speedway race this season. There's ups and downs. You know, I would say probably the past three months, I would have said no way we could have won this race. But the last month, um, you know, we've made some good stuff and good gains on this race car where we have been good enough to win these races. So, you know, I guess it's been a little bit of both, right? The start of the season, I felt good. Then we went through a lull, but then we've been back on it. And it's just, it's a good group, man. It's probably the best group I've had in my career at this level, as far as people. And uh, it, it shows. Thank you. 
All right, Amanda, we're going to hit these camera guys. <laughs> we'll go to them in the back first, and then right here, and then in the back to Pete. Chris Weaver with uh, Fox AWGHP High Point. Have you got the 43 back in victory lane? What do you think about that, and have you talked to the king yet? Yeah, I talked to him on the phone. Uh, him and uh, Dale Inman had left earlier <laughs> to go home. They said it was getting too late. <laughs> they needed to go and rest. They had to drive home. But, uh, yeah, I did talk to him, and that was cool. I mean, I obviously have gotten to know the king pretty well over the last year, almost two years now. And I wish I could have seen him face-to-face, -face, right, just to see his emotion. And I will. I'm, I, I can't. I really would love to just sit down and watch the race with him, especially the, the ending there, uh, and talk about it. But it's been fun, man. I mean, with with Richard, you know, he hasn't raced in almost 30 years now. But the cars change and and everything. But what doesn't really change is the rate, the mentality, right? It's the same. I mean, he's a racer. He won 200 races, seven championships. I mean, he knows how to get it done. So he shared a lot of wisdom with me and, and have, has given plenty of con constructive criticism, you know, which has been good. And I've enjoyed It's been just cool to hear from him, you know. I mean, it's cool to hear uh, what he thinks after watching a race, what I can do better. And, and there's totally been things I've learned from him. You know, I, some people may not believe that, but there's been stuff that, that I've definitely learned from that guy. We'll come right up here to the front, and then in the back to Pete, and then here to Jordan. Reggie Anderson, WLTX TV. Uh, your one of your pit crew guys on the pit box is from nearby Irmo, about an hour and a half away. Danny Eflin. Just what has he meant to your team? Obviously, kind of a jack of all trades this year for you. Yeah, yeah. Danny's been. Uh, <laughs> I laugh. Just him and I are, have a good relationship, but uh, just so cool to get him to victory lane. You know, I uh, what he's done the last year and a half has been great you know he had a tough role last season he was really had a heavy load and this year i think him and dave have meshed super well you know it was dave's decision right he could keep danny or let danny go to be honest uh at the start of the season he liked danny wanted to keep him wanted to work with him and him and dave just meshed so well you know danny has done so much work in the simulator um <laughs> i make fun of him because we go to the simulator so much, and he makes me go so much. But uh, he's definitely going to continue to make me go plenty now that we've won a race together. So uh, he just does a great job. He's a smart dude. You know, he's really got a great role in what he does as far as being a race engineer. Really loves that side of it, the technical side of it, running the sim, coming up with changes, you know, balancing ideas off of. And he takes it very seriously. He's very serious about the racing. So uh, I like how he approaches it. You know, he's got a similar – He's got a similar approach when you get to the racetrack as what I do. You know, it's all business when you're here, and you're here to race, and you're here to win, and and Danny's done a great job. We'll go to Pete. Uh, Pete Yacobelli, Associated Press. Um, Eric, I'm sure you were as as congenial a teammate at Gibbs as you know as you can possibly be in this sport. Was it at all maybe a little odd that you're trying to chase down Martin, who looks like he's got the strongest car, then – you know, you're trying to chase down Kyle, and then you're out racing Denny for the for the win. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're fast, right? I mean they're always fast, and I had plenty of fast cars when I was with them. But um, yeah, it was funny. At one point, we were in the top five with four other, you know, JGR cars, and so I was kind of laughing. I mean, but it's cool to get to go up there and race against those guys. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, they gave me a great home for. Uh, whatever it was, uh, three years, and, and I had a great time there. I learned a ton, and, and what I've learned there is what I've brought 
with me to this camp. The last two years and without that experience, I don't know that we would have ever built to this point, you know, to be totally honest with you. So uh, I'm always thankful for what they did for me in my career early on uh, through trucks, Xfinity, early in Cup. Uh, and like I, I, I totally believe that without them, I, I wouldn't have been at this point. But yeah, it was kind of funny, you know, getting to go up against those guys at the end. And when Kyle was sitting in front of me before he blew up, uh, I was like, man, it's just like three years ago, race against you for this one last time. And I was hoping to get to do it again. And, uh, you know, Kyle has meant a lot to my career, so I was I was looking forward to getting to go up against him. We'll go to Jordan and then to Lee and then to Dalton. Kind of, Jordan Bianchi, the athletic, you kind of answered the question a little bit, but when the 18 and the 19 dropped out, I mean, it opened. Did, what was your perspective on that, and, and did you feel like this is our chance? Uh, yeah, I mean, when the 19 dropped out, I was like, wow, okay, you know, we've got a shot. Kyle had gotten to the wall pretty good, and I think he had some, some damage in, enough that it was making a difference in his, in his race car. Um, but when the 18 blew up under yellow, I was like, holy cow, like this is a, this is a gift from above, right? And I mean, uh, I felt like it's a sign, you know, I can't give it up at this point. So I've never had anything like that happen in my racing career. Um, but you got to be there. We were in position, you know, we were in uh, second place before Kyle had his issue. I knew when we took the lead, I was like, geez, it's really my race to lose now. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I've never had anything like that happen. You missed Victory Lane coming down pit road the first time. You had to back <laughs> up. Yeah, I did. I was like, you know, it was funny because I was driving down the front stretch. I was carrying the flag and enjoying everything with the fans. And I'm like, man, I know Victory Lane's out here and everything. And I blew right past it. So I guess I, I guess I'd forgot. It's been, you know, it's been a minute. We'll go to Lee and then to Dalton. Congratulations. Um. Just kind of curious, Trackhouse has gotten a lot of attention this year, and you guys are kind of, you know, in that building process as well. And I'm just curious, they all really believed in the philosophy of what Justin Marks was putting in. Do you feel like you're in the same position with Dave Ellens? You really wanted Dave Ellens. You got Dave Ellens. Mari, you know, he's he's really tried to get to this point for several years this you know this wasn't an overnight deal for him either so do you see yourself getting to a point where you could build it up to have the kind of continual success that they're having you know i yeah uh, i hope so that's the ultimate goal for sure um getting that first win is a big step for us you know maury has been building a lot of the similar things as what they have but maury's a very quiet guy Maury, obviously, he's not even here tonight, right? So uh, I wish he was, but, you know, he just he doesn't like to be in the limelight. He's not flashy. Um, you know, he kind of just does his own deal. I appreciate that. I'm kind of the same way, so I can I can relate uh, to him. But it's funny, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's building the same stuff. He's got the same game plan. You know, we do need to probably – there's some stuff we need to improve on to be on the same level as what those guys are right now. Um, but we have the – potential in the people and the equipment, you know, to do the same sort of thing those guys have. We'll go to Dalton. Eric, NolanHighwaysTheFrontStretch.com. This win comes a week after the playoff cut. Tragically ironic, but does that make this win just a little bittersweet in a way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes and no. I don't, uh, I don't look at life like that. You know, I I'm in the moment. I guess it's because I'm 
somewhat ADD. I just kind of roll with what's going on. I'm a little, what's ever happening is happening. But, you know, you, you, you can't dwell on what could be. You know, yeah, sure, it'd be awesome to be two wins in a row and in the round of 12. But I'm just proud that we've won this race at this point, you know, and that's the way I look at it. I'm excited to celebrate with everybody. I'm I'm proud of the group. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't help but think about it a little bit, but I, I don't dwell on it too much. Do we have any other questions for Eric? We'll come right here to the middle, Amanda. Eric, uh, second, uh, <coughs> Seth Edgar with KickingTires.net. Uh, this is the 200th win for the number 43. Does that add any significance to your win tonight? Yeah, it's it's cool for you know multiple reasons for me. Um, obviously, getting number 200 for the 43 is pretty cool, but just getting a win for the 43 in general is pretty special. You know, it's been I think seven years, eight years since they last won a race, and uh, before that, you know, a multitude of years, and especially in, in, in not a non-plate track, it's been, you know, 20, 30 years, so um, really special. You know, I, I as soon as I came to the 43 team, I got so many racing fans in my family. Uh, my grandma specifically was so pumped. I was coming to drive the 43 car. Uh, I just could not wait to try to get a win for that group, and just wanted it, man. Wanted it more than ever. And uh, getting them back to victory lane for the first time in a while has been uh, really a dream come true today. Go to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Of everything you experienced, and you know what, what is most meaningful of being back in victory lane for for you personally? Well, I guess you know for me personally, it's just. I, I guess probably a lot of people counted me out, you know, after the 20 car and leaving that. And obviously that's a, a very winning organization that's in contention for wins, championships week to week and year to year. Um, I think there's a lot of people that was like, well, he's going to run out whatever he can do at, the, at that group and then he's done, you know. And I just never looked at it that way. My My total view going in was to build and to – I knew as soon as I met – the group on the 43 team, which is almost all the same guys as it is today, uh, that they had tons of potential. These are guys that have been uh, at few other teams, but mostly the 43 group for a while. They had lots of potential. And so uh, I guess the biggest thing for me that I'm proud of personally is just to see the, the growth. You know, we went from a team last year that uh, – we were running 30th here last year, and we blew a motor, you know, um, in the 500, Southern 500, and, and to come this year and be a top five car all day and then win the race, man, it's just it's something to be pretty proud of. So when you think about where you guys have come in the last nine to ten months and obviously came out the gates quickly, is it easy to project what things could look like in nine to ten months, and, and if so, what does that look like potentially in, in your mind? Well, you don't want to you don't want to go crazy, right? You know, obviously today is a great day, and we're not going to look at for us, our group. We're going to enjoy it, live it up for a day or two, and then get back to work. But 
for me, it, you know, it's just we've been in contention. It's not like we just randomly won a race. You know, there's been other days this season we've had cars good enough to win. We just haven't executed. And today, man, we hammered it. The pit crew was on it. Dave made some good calls at the end of the race. We got track position, and we made it happen. And there's been other days we could have had same similar days. You know, some of it's things didn't go our way. Some of it was bad execution. But um, in the future, looking forward, you gotta you, you you can't let it slip. I mean, you gotta continue to grow, build on this momentum. You know, we've got it going right now, obviously with the car. Uh, and what we're doing, but we got to continue to get it better and continue to get our program better. We've hired a lot of great people, uh, but there's hopefully with this win, I'll boost some more people to want to come over and work with us and continue to get this program stronger. All right, Eric, congratulations. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, guys. All right there, guys. Eric Jones, winner number 17, Kyle. I like the clarity that NASCAR's created with a next-gen car. Yeah, there's been a lot of parity with the car, and, you know, we had 16 different winners um, in the regular season. Um, actually, no, I think it was 17. Um, I forget, Rowdy. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, there's been a lot of different winners this year. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot of that. And, uh yeah. A good one for Eric Jones, and I know it's the week after Daytona, but uh, you know, still another win for them. You know, they kind of and they lock a playoff spot out from anybody advancing into the next round uh, with the win. So uh, among the playoff drivers, so uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of what Eric Jones, you know, second win in the Southern 500 and uh, number win win number 200 for the 43 car as well. Well, Kyle, let's talk a little bit about your weekend, Stevens Grove. Yeah, Rowdy. Uh, well, first of all, I, I you know, I, I we we had some uh, we had a loss in the family this week. Um, you know, my uncle passed away, which wasn't too good. But uh, you know, uh, originally the plan was to go to Big Diamond Sunday night with my dad to see the Cole Cracker 72. They got most of the night in. Um, I just saw they uh, they still have to run the modifieds, uh, the Road Runner or the Road Runners, and then a, a Road Runner Concy or I'm sorry, a Sportsman, a Sportsman Concy. Um, the sportsman feature and the modified feature. That'll be on Friday. The, the resumption of that will be on Friday, September 9th. Uh, today is, is a complete washout in Pennsylvania uh, from uh, from remnants of a tropical storm. So uh, that's kind of what happened there. Uh, I had to back out of Big Diamond, unfortunately. I know we had Ken, Ken Bruce on Thursday night. He was really good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, you know, plans changed. Uh, I know Sealand's Grove was open. Um you know, my one friend's a big 410 Sprint car fan. Actually, my mom even went, too. So we all went on Sunday night. Uh, weather was iffy, Rowdy. Um, it was iffy all week. Um, I know you you endured some rain in Darlington. Um, we had the same issue. Uh, we weren't sure if it was going to get in or not because it wasn't raining periodically throughout the day on Sunday. And uh, we got there. Uh, weather was okay. We just made it just, just in time. We missed time trials, but we just made it in time for the start of all the heats. Um, first time covering a race there, Rowdy. I've been trying to get there all season. Um, either I've been rained out or scheduling conflicts, but I uh, finally was able to, to work it out and talk to Jeff and meet Steve Inch, who, uh, who's the promoter there. So uh, good, to, good to see those guys uh, go in the tower for the first time and, and be in victory lane, uh, you know, uh, to just go out there and take photos. You know, you can go on the RowdyMagulite.com site. I have a full gallery up. 
But uh, let's let's just talk about the races quick. Um, they had the uh, the Ron Keister Memorial for the Super Late Models, the, the United uh, Late Model Series. Uh, 25 laps, $11,052 to win. That was the main priority. Uh, Rick Eckert, uh, local guy, uh, won almost every lap and won the race in convincing fashion. So um, that was the first feature of the night. After that was the 410 sprint car, wing sprint cars. Uh, Lucas Wolf started on Brian Brown on the front row. Uh, this is typically the time Brian Brown makes his visit to central Pennsylvania. Uh, I know he'll be in the Tuscore, he'll be a tenth in the Tuscore 50 as well. But, uh, yeah, Lucas Wolf had the lead for a little bit, about almost about halfway through the event, and then Brian Brown got him out after the restart. And uh, Brian Brown was able to hang on and win and hold off Anthony Macri and Danny Dietrich, who were two of the best in Sealand's growth. So, um, you know, to have a uh, to have an invader come out and beat the posse, I mean, we'll, we'll hear my interview in a minute. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, just want to say, you know, thanks for the track. Thanks to Sealand's growth, Speedway Steve Inch, Jeff Ulrich. For uh, you know, allowing me to come to the track this year, finally got to cover an event. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get there all year. Uh, 22 410 sprint cars last night. 22 late models. I mean, there's still a lot of money on the line. You know, 5,000 for the sprint cars, 11,052 dollars for the late models. So, you know, and I know I know we had Jeff on our show last month after the uh, the PA Speed Week finale. Um, try to get him back on, but uh, yeah, Rowdy. Um, Good week, good good day, good day of racing. You know, I'm glad we got everything in. And I, I as soon as uh, you were hearing my interview, I was interviewing Brian Brown. It was starting to rain, so uh, 9:30 Eastern, everything was done, and uh, you know, we basically hit a rainstorm on the way home. It was raining the whole way home, Rowdy. So I uh, just want to say, you know, kudos to the track for getting it in. And uh, Brian Brown gets his second 410 Sprint Car win at Sealand's Grove Speedway. Well, Rowdy, I think these tracks, especially Sealands Grove and Big Diamond, they were put in a box. Uh, the the weather was not looking good for Labor Day. The day after, I mean, I mean, Big Diamond had a rain date of Monday, September 5th. I mean, Port Royal canceled their Labor Day show. Uh, Big Diamond has to still make up their, their two features on Friday night. And then, uh, you know, we'll have the Tusk score of 50 this week as well. So, a lot going on. Um, not a great way to start the week with the rain, but... Um, you know, glad we got it in last night. And Rowdy, I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, some audio from the from the winner last night of the 410 feature. Uh, Kyle Maglet, Rowdy Maglet, Racing Media here with the winner here at Sealand Grove Speedway uh, here on Labor Day weekend. Brian Brown, uh, you really do like this place. Your second win here. Um, I know you're just coming back from Knoxville. Uh, talk a little bit about your race tonight. I know you and Lucas were battling there. Yeah, just a good race. You know, my car was good really from the get go and was able to put my car in different spots and uh, just kind of see where my was better than his and just still keep the tires under two. And then we had a good shot on the restart. I, I knew I wanted to take advantage. I didn't want to I want to make sure I could pass him because I didn't want to get myself in a bad position and not clear him and then let uh, Danny and uh, Anthony and then guys get runs at me. So uh, just a great race and uh like during the rain. <laughs> good timing. Uh, what, what's it like running against the posse, you know, you being an invader and being up against these guys? Yeah, it's an honor, man, like to be able to beat these guys. Like we just like they run here all year long they know the tracks they know when it's heavy they know what's slick they know what to do and for us to come in here and beat them is uh, pretty special for our team i just uh, uh talk a little bit about your season at knoxville you won the championship and uh you're, you're now here in pa for the i guess the rest of the month yeah i'm here for, for for a little bit for the rest 
night by night. We'll see, uh, try to see what happens. We're good in Knoxville year and good to, good to win. All right, Rowdy, we got our winner, our 410 winner, Brian Brown, the Knoxville 410 Sprint Car Series champion of 2022. Kyle Magnus, bringing it to the house, knocking it out the park. Yeah, Rowdy, I, I, I wasn't leaving. Rowdy, I wasn't leaving that track without an interview last night. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, make sure you go on the Rowdy Maglite page uh, on RowdyMaglite.com. Look up. There's a whole full gallery of uh, Sealance Grove. Make sure you check that out. Um, but like I said, huge thanks. Uh, great night. Um, glad we got everything in. Um, you know, we were thinking we were going to drive there and get rained out, but uh, you know, thankfully we got it in. Mother Nature was on our side. I mean, there was there was a bad thunderstorm just south of the track. Um, I mean, you could see the lightning in the distance, but, um, you know, they did get everything in. Um, they know weather was pending, and uh, we knew it was going to be really tight with everything. You know, they got everything hurried up. They didn't waste time. You know, victory lane didn't take that long. Like, it was just a quick night, and, you know, we got everything in. And, like I said, we could see the weather off in the distance, but thankfully uh, – we were able to get everything in, so I'm glad I was able to make it there last night. Thinking about my dad a lot last night too, you know, not being with me, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back to the track soon. But uh, yeah, Rowdy, this week, you know, busy week coming up. Uh, we got the Tuscarora 50. We got three nights of action at Port Royal Speedway. We have a qualifying, a preliminary night on Thursday night, 8,000 to win. The night before the 50 is 10,000 to win. That's Friday night, September 9th, and then. The uh, the Tuscarora 50 on uh, the, their biggest race of the year, Saturday, September 10th, and Rowdy, that place was packed last year. Um, I didn't get home till about three in the morning, so I didn't get to Port Royal till one in the morning. So um, it was a really really busy time last year, and I, I I'm thinking it's going to be more of the same. You know, if the weather cooperates on Saturday, I think we'll see more of the same. So uh, I think you know you'll probably see their biggest crowd of the year. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a shame they couldn't get the Labor Day race in. That was their last year. That was a great race. You know, Danny Dietrich won. Um, that was actually my first time I ever covered a race at Port Royal. So, um, And also, Rowdy, was uh, Sunday night was also the first time I ever covered a race at Sealands Grove Speedway. So um, good to get out there. You know, I, I, I know they, I know everybody at Sealands Grove know I've been trying to get there all season. You know, I tried the USAC Eastern Storm race, got rained out. Um, we were trying to get you there if you were coming to Pocono. I was trying to get you there on the 23rd of July. That didn't work out, and I'm just glad everything finally worked out and we were able to get a full show in and get every lap in before the rains came. Yes, Kyle, you needed it. You know, we all work hard, and then you want to play hard, Kyle. Uh, and I, going back to Kerry and his group in Darlington, appreciate it looking up. I'm supposed to turn in everything for Talladega tomorrow, Kyle. Uh, getting that all ready. So, Kansas, we're getting ready for Kansas, Kyle. So, uh, that's a fast track. We talked about it earlier in the show. All four series there. If I got, hey, I know they got tickets for some of the days. Check, go check it out. We got a Sunday ticket. I know Kansas is a big weekend. Probably about two hours and 40 minutes away from the house. Wonderful trip. 
appreciate you hanging on and uh, let's make, make it Monday morning possible. I like Monday morning. Yeah, right. It's been working out really well. Um, you know, we can always. What's nice is we can replay the show at night um, to fill up that time. So that that always helps too. So, um, you know, just taking the the show and putting it in a file and, and uploading it for everybody else to listen. If you missed the live version, um, there's always a replay. So, yeah, we're still Monday mornings, Thursday nights. Nothing's changed there. Um, I will say uh, I will I will tease something quick. Uh, we do have a guest coming on. Uh, scheduled for Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. Uh, we were supposed to have him on uh, the day after the Springfield race when he had a really bad crash uh, with Bryce Hodgeberg, and that's Buddy Kofoid. So looking forward to that. He is not actually not running the uh, the Ted Horn 100 USAC Silver Crown race. He's a coin today. Um, we still have the Arkham Menard Series um, getting rained out the last two days. So uh, we still got the coin today, and then um, – Hopefully the weather cooperates there. I know Jesse loves going for that big bonus, $50,000 both dirt races. So uh, Corey Heim is back. He's in the 15 for Venerini Motorsports, and then uh, we'll be at Kansas. So uh, I think Corey Heim's running that one as well uh, for Venerini. So, uh, yeah, uh, got some, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of racing coming up, uh, you know, here in the, in the state, PA and out in NASCAR. NASCAR world, so uh, there's just a lot going on, Rowdy, and I was glad you were able to make the last two NASCAR races. That's really good for us. Yes, sir. And like I said, we got Talladega and Homestead left, so uh, it's not all over. And then the banquet, Kyle, that's uh, probably the icing on the cake is the banquet. It's a fun night in Nashville for all. And then, then I just roll on down to the Snowball Derby after that, Kyle. And it makes for one heck of a weekend with a lot of content and video people look at. I think it's time to put a wrap on this, Rowdy. What do you think? I say let's take it on to the house, Kyle. I appreciate you running the board tonight, man, today. I hit the road at six. You guys after six, so I'm making really good time. But staying under the seat limit because I counted. 14 police cars scattered from North, uh, South Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia. Have a wonderful Labor Day, and we had a wonderful race and Labor Day weekend. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Roddy. Appreciate it, Tom.